to encourage you, to equip you, and to empower you to fulfill God's divine destiny for your life. Hey, my name is Jen Trangale. Thank you for joining me today. I want to share some things with you that have been on my heart most recently. They are things that I have really felt God's stirring on the inside of me. You know, I believe that we are living in a day and age that is a precedent-setting time. And I say that to mean that we are living in a time where new precedents are being set. Now, we know that this can be to the good or to the bad, but I am talking about new precedents that are being set because as believers, we are called to set these new precedents in this day and time. You know, the Bible talks about every generation speaking the praises or the wonders or even the wisdom of God to another generation. And when you study throughout the course of history, even biblical history, you begin to see this common thread that runs throughout each generation, and that is that it would seem that each generation sort of has a collective calling to bring forth something. In other words, we could say that each generation is called to set new precedents in some way, shape, or form. And this is a good thing. It should be this way because we often hear the phrase, time is marching on, and that is true. And as time does march on, things are ever moving forward around us. As believers, we are called to be a people of momentum. Our creative God is always bringing things forward. He's always moving things forward. There is nothing stagnant about our God. And so because of this, that force of momentum, that force of things moving forward is always sort of pulsing and ticking on the inside of you and I. I believe that the Spirit of God is always nudging us, moving us in a forward direction, and in doing so, collectively, He is moving us forward to set new precedents. So what does this look like in each of our lives? As you and I are pursuing God's purpose and destiny for our life, we quickly find out that in order to walk that out, we have to be strictly connected to Him. In other words, we have to take our cues from Him to find out what that destiny is. And it would seem possible that maybe we could stop and think, well, I don't know that it's really necessary for me to step out and do this thing that I feel burning in me because I already see other people that are doing it. I remember when I first started speaking to the topic of destiny and purpose, and God began to really initiate the timing of that in me. And it was just about a year after the book had come out, The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And of course, it was a blockbuster New York Times bestseller. Everybody had that book. And here I am burning with this urge, this desire to speak to the purposes of God and to awaken destiny and purpose in people. And I remember thinking to myself, God, I think I'm a little late. There's already, you know, this message is burning on the hearts of people and they're all reading this book and it is totally covering this topic. 
You know, why would I be called to do the same thing? And I remember the Lord speaking to me, and I believe this will help many of you wherever you're at in the path of your destiny today. And he said, Jen, it's what I'm saying right now. You are not the only one speaking to this. Neither is Rick Warren or the many others that have large platforms, but that suddenly there would be multiple voices to speak what God is saying, and that in doing so, each of our voices are going to reach a unique group of people. So what we want to do is stop and ask ourselves, what is it that God is wanting to bring through me? If we are living in a precedent-setting time, I want to challenge you with this idea that it is very possible that you and I in this generation are simply called to break molds to bring in the new. In other words, we live in a day and time where though our principles stay the same, the methods are changing and that God is wanting to use you and I to create, bring forth, and find new methods, new ways of doing things to communicate what God is saying and how God wants to reach people. In order to do this, it's going to require a few things. And I believe the number one thing is it requires us, rather than looking around for what we can see We have to look inside for what we cannot see. Let me say it to you this way. It's going to require that we go with insight instead of sight. And when I'm talking about insight, I'm talking about the divine wisdom of God. 1 Kings 4.29 says that God gave a man named Solomon wisdom. Now, Solomon, I think, is a perfect example for where you and I are at today. Solomon was sort of inheriting this kingship, the reigns from his father, King David, who was the most beloved king. And King David was a pioneer in many ways. He brought back and established the power of worshiping God. He made God and His presence central again to the people of Israel. And so he really cultivated an atmosphere, a culture of worship among the people, and that is what they did. And when Solomon received the kingship, the title and the position and the authority, I would imagine that a lot of those people that were now shifting their allegiance to Solomon just assumed that Solomon would continue on this method of worship as the predominant culture of their time. But they soon discovered that Solomon's call was entirely different, that though the principles would stay the same during Solomon's reign that he had learned and inherited from his father, it was in fact time to break the mold. It was in fact time to bring in the new. It was in fact time to bring forth new methods, and to set new precedents. And when Solomon began to announce the way he would lead and his agenda and what he felt destined to do, he announced that he was a builder, that he was called to bring forth a generation that would build the house of God, that they would not just build the house of God, but he would go on and he would architect and build things like new waterways. In fact, the waterways that King Solomon built in the cities, 
eradicated diseases that expanded the longevity of life in that time by 20 years because the people were not dying from the sewage issues that they had known all of their lives. New methods were being born. I have no idea how Solomon could have gotten the understanding to break the mold and to bring in the new like this, except for the fact that 1 Kings 4.29 tells us God gave Solomon insight, God gave Solomon wisdom. Proverbs 4.7 says that wisdom is the principal thing. One translation says it is the deciding factor. Another says wisdom is the winning factor. This wisdom, this insight, Solomon began to look inside for what he was destined to create and destined to bring forth. Instead of following the methods of the previous years, he began to stand upon the same principles, but listen for wisdom from his heavenly father to begin to lead with and to begin to create with and to begin to establish new precedents. You know, this is not an easy thing to do because our human tendency, when we begin to look to create or look to find a way of doing something, our tendency is to look to critique old ways instead of setting old ways aside and allowing a clean slate to bring forth the new. I don't know if you've ever been a part of a team meeting or a staff or a sales team, but a lot of times when teams of people come together to tackle problems, usually the majority of the time is spent articulating and critiquing what has not worked. And even though it can be a good thing to stop and just admit what hasn't been working, If you're looking to produce and create something, you're going to have to be willing to wipe the slate clean and begin to say, God, show me insight. God, give me wisdom, not for what has been or even why what has been has not worked, but God, begin to bring wisdom and insight to me for what could be now. And this applies to every arena of life. I can choose to lead this way in my relationships. I can choose to lead this way in my responsibilities and what I oversee. I can certainly begin to lead this way and what I'm called to do, whether it's a vocational calling, a ministerial calling. I believe if we're living in a precedent-setting time where we are called to break molds to bring in the new, the first thing we're going to have to do is to look for insight and wisdom from heaven. Thankfully, we have a verse in James chapter 1 and verse 5. And it says, If any of you lack wisdom, if any of you lack insight, let that person ask of God, for God gives to all liberally, and he withholds not, and it shall be given to him. But verse 6 says, But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. There is sort of this asterisk mark on us asking God for wisdom. And the writer James is telling us, when you go to ask him for wisdom, the key to getting it is when you go to ask being confident and settled in the fact that God is a giver 
and he is not a withholder. In other words, James is saying, position yourself that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that when you listen inside for wisdom and you look inside for wisdom, wisdom will be there to guide you. A wonderful man of God wrote a passage about this very thing back in 1926. And he made this statement, the last six or seven decades in the Western world have seen the interest in humanity becoming engrossed in itself to the point of diverting interest from divinity. The human emphasis has distracted our minds from seeking the wisdom and the mysteries of God. Recently, I read that and I thought, if that was true in 1926, dear Lord, how true is it today that people are being distracted by interest in humanity. This can be a really pivotal tool that the enemy will use against you and I, and that is that he sort of tries to set us up to fail by being distracted, so to speak, by one another. When we are living in a time where God is calling us to pick up and own our own true colors, he's asking us to pick up and own our own stripes, and become more defined. When you become more defined in who you are, then you can really get a clear picture of what you're specifically called to do. I believe that when we do this, we begin to see our mutual compatibility with each other instead of competition. When we begin to listen for wisdom and insight on the inside, we're going to begin to birth what is unique and creative to us. And when we do that, when we're each walking uniquely in who we are, there's really not going to be a lot of true overlays of doing the same thing in the same way. But in fact, we're going to see where my unique part connects with your unique part. That where I might be called to break the mold in a small way and you might be called to break the mold in a small way, think about when we see our compatibility and we connect, how we can then begin to break the mold and bring in the new in a big way. I believe God is moving us even as ministries, nonprofits, and churches in this way, that instead of seeing one another as competition, we're going to recognize our compatibility. Churches will begin to see their own compatibility with each other and how that compatibility can be such a powerful force in reaching their cities in their regions. It will be a betterment to our cities and regions that we are all called and assigned to work in. I want to encourage you today to make room in your considering for listening for the wisdom and insight from God. It is time to recalibrate our own thinking, to go with the insight and wisdom of heaven instead of our own sight of what we can see and even what we are seeing others do. There is something that God designed you for, that you are uniquely equipped and created to bring forth. And your listening to the wisdom in the inside of heaven is speaking that thing to you. It's talking that thing to you. It's talking to your spirit, speaking to your heart, even while you sleep. 
I believe that you and I are not just called to lead in breaking molds and bringing forth the new, but that we are divinely designed and equipped to do it. These are such exciting days that we are living in. And let's not come short by just settling for what has been, but let's embrace our destiny and understand that we are not called to settle for what has been, but we have been given this unique moment in history to break molds of the past and to bring in the new, to find new methods for communicating and establishing the principles of the Word of God that have stood throughout the ages. I pray that this message has stirred something deep on the inside of your heart and got you thinking and considering. Maybe God has brought me for such a time as this to do something in a new way that I've never seen done before. Thank you for listening today. I pray that you'll join us again next month God bless you. We love you.